In this episode, I interview Banksy's art manager, Robin, who's known Banksy for 15 plus years. And I also am joined by the team from Schiller. Schiller is a Web3 community platform for live video and audio broadcasting. Check it out if you have a chance at Schiller.io. With that said, I hope you enjoy this episode. Evening, gents. Well, I know it's not it's afternoon where you are, Lucas, but, but good evening, Robin. How are you, Brad? Hey. Yeah, we're good. we're good. What's up, Jim? How's it going, my man? Yeah, really, really good. Excited to uh excited to I know you're in the group with the with the guys from UA3 and Punk Hate, but just um yeah, really excited to, to introduce you to the guys tonight, Lucas, and you can find out a little bit more about them and their kind of individual journeys and, and what the guys are what the guys are up to. So yeah, just really excited for you to uh for you to uh you know do your usual magic and uh you know get a story from the guys. Right? Let's go. Let's talk about yeah. it, guys. GM, GM, guys and, and girls. Sorry, Miranda. Hope you're all well. Um, greetings from uh, sunny Liverpool. Paddy, how are you, my bad? Yeah, all good, all good, Jim, brother. I had a little illness the last few days, as you well know, so I'm fighting for this. Looking forward to this one, uh, this, this. So uh, I've heard a lot about Lucas, so I'm looking forward to it. And I know, obviously, all the Punk Cape guys are... Uh, Robin, it's an absolute pleasure to have him on on on, on one of these shows, uh, and Jamster, uh, Miranda's always great to, to, to obviously have on. Uh, so yeah, really really good in Canyon. Um, looking forward to it. Excited and buzzing, guys and girls. Love such it. an interesting story, and I know you're going to dive into it with the guys uh, in a bit, Lucas. But such an interesting story that the Robin's got that that Paddy's got that, you know, sort of ties the whole UA3, UA3 thing together. And then we've got Punk Ape from that as well. So I know Kieran's been on the road today or even in the in the skies, mate, haven't you? Yeah, GM, GM, guys. Literally landed. I was like, oh, shit, this flight better not get delayed because uh, I got a 7.30 flight from, um, from Dortmund or landed rather at 7.30. So, um, yeah, just literally got back in now. I've uh, been in Germany for a couple of days. So just landed. Um, Back in the game now, now back in back in sunny Liverpool, same as same as Paddy. So, yeah, back in. But looking forward to this, guys. Heard many many good things from Jim, um, Lucas. So yeah, excited. We've got Robin on as well, which is amazing. I had the, you know, lucky experience of spending uh, many hours with Robin over the past few months. Uh, we've done a few podcasts that will be getting launched soon. Uh, so yeah, fascinating character. So uh, delighted to have you back on, Robin. It's a pleasure, and you're all back in Liverpool. We are, mate. We are sunny Liverpool today, which is uh, which is rare, to be fair. I'm assuming it's not. Su- I'm assuming I'm, that means it's I'm, not sunny, right? Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> guessing the only London contingent here this evening. No, you've got me here as well, Robin. I'm over in uh, over in Fulham, mate, in West London. So uh, it's you yeah. and I, I believe, flying the flag yeah, for uh, for London. I'll accept that. Take <laughs> that Fulham, but there you go. <laughs> Liverpool's the rest Chelsea of the country is probably like your Detroit, your Detroit <laughs> comments earlier, Lucas. We don't want to get on Chelsea. Oh, is it really? Is it? Is it sort of? I don't even know what that means. Does that does that mean something? Bad? Is Liverpool <laughs> no, listen, bad? We're, we're, we're proud <laughs> scousers, so it's not too much. But I think the rest of the country would probably call it Detroit. I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just say Everton. Yeah. The only thing I know about Liverpool is I, I, I uh, Peaky Blinders. Oh no! Swing and <laughs> swing and a miss. Mate. <laughs> That's, That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you, man. 
that show took place in Liverpool, right? Wasn't that Liverpool? I thought it was. No, mate, it took place in Birmingham. That's that's. Uh, oh yeah. my and bad. You've just, you just made a load of Scouse enemies now, Lucas. Oh, here we go. <laughs> now do you know what? Here you know what, mate? You're half, you're half right because it was actually filmed. A lot of it was filmed in Liverpool. But it's uh, it's set in Birmingham, yeah. So that the storyline, the Peaky Blinders themselves, they were an actual gang, I believe, in uh, in Birmingham. But yeah, it was filmed in Liverpool. A lot of it. Crazy man, yeah, I love that show. That was a really good show. You got, you know, there was there was some good content made there. So tell tell us, guys. Let's 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 break right into it. We gotta we gotta end this show at like two p.m. today. I actually have some stuff to do, but. This is my first show back in like three weeks and I opened up a space just for you guys. So glad to have you. And Jim, obviously from helping out Jim, he's a good person and stuff like that. I'm always going to like do what I can to make sure I get on spaces for Jim over here and the team. So let's talk, man. Tell me, tell me about the, uh, tell me about, uh, you know, um, I think Banksy. I think a great place to start, yeah, indeed, yeah. is Banksy and, and, and he's with Robin. I, I haven't yet had the, the pleasure of spending much time with Robin. Um, so I've got loads and loads of questions to ask him. And um, Love it. But Robin, do you want to introduce yourself? And I mean, I've got a really interesting video of you that I can post, mate, that we put out the other day from uh, the auction show that you did. But I'd much prefer you to, uh, to give us a live kind of bio and just a bit about yourself. Well, live bio. Um yeah, I mean, glad to meet you all, obviously. Pleasure. Uh, I'm Robin, yeah, a.k.a. Bank Robber. Been dealing with Banksy Streetworks for nigh on 15 years. Too much of my life, probably. Um, and it's been a journey. And uh, P and G and Sean and K, they're all part of it. So the 15 years that you've spent kind of working... I would say with Banksy or on Banksy or around the works, like what, what does that encompass? Because one of the things that when I first met the guys from UA3 and Punk Ape, it took me two weeks and quite a few conversations before I actually clocked that, as well as like canvases and, you know, one-on-one prints, et cetera, we're actually talking about like rescued works and like you sit at the very heart of the nucleus of that. Can you, can you tell us like how you got into that and kind of like what that, what that involves and encompasses? Sure. Sure. I mean, it was quite by accident. I opened a small art gallery in Notting Hill in West London in 2007. And someone came along to me and said, you know, would you be prepared to show this work? It's by a guy called Banksy. So I said, yeah, I'll put it up, you know, see what, see what the response is. And it was a two meter squared, six millimeter steel picture of a young boy with who just painted the words what on a piece of steel and a question mark i thought it's quite provocative it's kind of fun and immediately everything went wrong the press picked up on it the evening standard banksy's people picked up on it and there was chaos and it sold for two hundred fifty thousand pounds in reality but in, in in the press it sold for half a million and the journey just started from there. And it's been this cat and mouse game where Banksy puts works out there on the street and I take them off and I try and market and sell them. Interesting. I, I have a question for you. Uh, like everybody, everybody, everybody thinks 
that it's a big question mark whether there's like a real Banksy, whether it's like a group a group of people, whether it's an ad agency of a group of people that are out there just making a statement. Could you confirm or deny or at least confirm that it's a single person or you can't say? <laughs> just curious. I can, I can confirm it's a single person. But, but wait, wait, did you say you can? You said you can? I can, I can. Okay, it is, so it is a single. So it is a single individual. Yes, it is a single individual. Okay, cool. That's all I want to know. I never. I will never ask. Pro. I will never probe <laughs> who he is. I don't care. I think it's amazing. No, um, I, think I think his art's amazing. Is, so the beauty is that you don't want to know. Yeah, and that that is the the genesis of Banksy, is the the social amnesia. We all kind of could click on a computer and find out who he is, but we all kind of want our own Banksy, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think it would be the mystery would be gone. Yeah. So, I've, I, I've always I've always said that if the if he wanted to destroy his own market, all he has to do is put his hand up and say it's me. <laughs> it's actually really intelligent. I like that. I like that. I'm still <laughs> a, a white, huge, I'm, a white I'm, cyst forty eight year old man. <laughs> I'm still a I'm still a fan of how he uh, he, did, he had the the framed image that that got like basically shredded i think that was pretty brilliant so yeah that's <laughs> my favorite piece honestly my favorite okay well i the, the phrase smoke and mirrors means anything to anyone you can't do that you've got to expand on that robin I mean, <laughs> Lu lucas will be polite but i'm blunt i'm always going to ask you know i i, okay. I can't right. do I'll that be, to me. i'll be blunt back um you don't put a piece of work on a wall with a frame like that without knowing exactly what's going on behind it. Right. <laughs> so, I never, I, I didn't know, I didn't see it coming, but it was definitely, it made great press. So I can say that for sure. Press. It's what we call a prank in the art world. I love it. I, th I think just jumping in guys on that with what Robbins just said with the, the smoke and mirrors and the, the sort of, we, you know, we, we have a, a, a saying, um, you know, Robin is Banksy's nemesis. Yeah, Robin is sort of Banksy's nemesis. And I think a lot of the press at one stage thought Robin was Banksy. And I think Robin, <laughs> Robin can, 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 you know, can certainly vouch for that. And there's people following him and taking pictures of him. And, and I think the smoke and mirrors thing is is is, is a bit of fun. But I think this, the old seriousness is what, what Robin it does. I, I met Robin 15, 20 years ago. And... Um, from from again we talk about Detroit Liverpool from an area where people really wouldn't get involved in ours and um, it's it's a close shop it's very stuffy it's a stuffy world because um, if you haven't got hundreds of millions of pounds or hundreds of thousands of pounds to spend on big pieces of art you know you're just carrying prints you're buying prints you just you're not one of the team you're not you're not you're not in the in crowd um, and Robin you know thankfully and looked after me and brought me in and could see I was interested in art and we purchased some really cool Banksy pieces that were already off the walls, restored. Um, but then obviously Robin sort of again showed me into the world of restoration um, and, and how difficult this thing is, actually is. You know, we, you, what you guys may be seeing in galleries, uh, you know, Banksy's got two sides, isn't he? He's got the, the print side, which is very simple. He'll do, he'll do a piece somewhere, he'll do 600 prints, he'll get a pest control certificate and he'll sell them and control the market. Street art, which has made him famous, He's tried to stand away from it and hasn't wanted to get involved in it. So you've got all these pieces on walls around the world being you know, damaged, just, just left to ruin. Um, and and I, I feel, Robin, certainly, uh, and, and, and myself, in something, I've, I've done a massive service to people who've you know, rescued these works, restored them, 
And if you really realise the amount of work that goes into a restoration, and again, Robin, Robin's got uh, video footage of this uh, for, for for a lot, lot, lot of the pieces, it's absolutely incredible. It's, it's bizarre. It's, it's just, you wouldn't believe that these things can come off walls in four, five, six hundred pieces, and then you have a precious restoration company who are nothing short of remarkable, actually bring these things back to life. And I think on one of the podcasts with with, with Kanyan and Punkati, you know, Rob actually says these are museum pieces. These are pieces which should be, you know, the rescued, restored, and should be celebrated. And and you can't, you, honestly, and we need to get that across to the, the community when we get that out there, and we certainly will do when some of the videos come out. This can't be underestimated. It is absolutely remarkable what's being done on some of these pieces that UA3 now own. And uh, the stories behind them are, are incredible. And um, I, I just have to jump in and say that there, guys, because I know Robin is very, um, he's, he's, a, he's a wonderful, wonderful person. He, he's, he, 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 he underestimates what he's done, to be honest. He really does. He's underestimated what he's done. But, but I won't. I shout it from the rooftops with Robin everywhere I go because he's, uh, he's, he's a top guy. And um, you should be giving him a, a knighthood, to be honest, to, to, for, for, for what, what he's rescued because these works would never, ever be seen ever again. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. If Robin's the one who's saving Banksy pieces from uh, being painted over, because I know the laws over in England, you know, again, there's there's some pretty you guys have some pretty harsh laws for, um, for for like vandalism and <laughs> like four. I think it's what is it like four years in prison or something like that for like painting on a wall. It's it really is. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. If we took nothing from this whole conversation, is that Banksy's the richest vandal in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until he until he gets until he gets caught. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, he never does. Like I, I don't want him to. Corrupt society, so he will never get caught. <laughs> oh, I like it. Okay, that makes me happy. See that that's the bit that I really love about like having met these guys and the, and everything that they're doing, Lucas. Is that. You know, we've all seen the kind of, you know, the, the, the pieces on the walls, but understanding that story of what happens to the Banksy <clears throat> once the paint's dry and he's walked away. And I never knew this, but the guys explained to me that, and tell me if the numbers are wrong, Kieran, I know you're really good on these numbers, but I think it's about 70% of them actually get either sprayed off the walls by the councils or vandalised <laughs> with people spraying on top of them so is this very you know there's only a small portion of these that actually you know get rescued um and to be able to like go to their vault the, the, the ua3 vault over in over in dubai and actually view these works in, in one of them's three by three meter square lucas like it's it's some of the most impressive work that you'll see so that whole process you know understanding the the verification of it and authenticating that it's actually a real Banksy, the the acquisition of the piece, the you know taking taking it away and, and actually moving it and, tra and and transporting it around the world, protecting it, like understanding that for me is and and the work that goes into it. You know these guys are pretty much the foremost global authority on, on Banksy rescued work. So the fact that they're coming into our space and. You know, we can we, we we can ask these questions and 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 get so much knowledge from them. Is I think it's really really exciting, Lucas. That's why I wanted to bring them on the show today. Jim, yeah. just, sorry, Lucas. Can I just jump in one more time? Sorry, Jim, just to follow on from sure. that. Um, the um one of the pieces I shared with you uh, on our private punk group, 
Um, it was quite good because Vinay got involved then, obviously, used to specialist in fractionalization. Uh, I actually showed you one of the pieces as it came off the wall. And I think it was 600 pieces, 700 pieces on one of our other pieces that we're having restored now. And I think everybody on the group were like, what is that? It's just a pile of rubble. But when you actually see it restored and see uh, the video content of it restored, uh, and, Vin and, and say Vinay came up with a really fantastic fantastic solution was, well, why don't you just fractionalise the pieces that are already there and take a photo of them? It's just, you know, and that, that was another conversation again about fractionalisation. I think you, everybody realised in that group then that getting a, a piece of wall off, back restored, and then being able to show as a gallery is nothing short of remarkable. And I think... Um, I think you were shocked, Jim, see, seeing them six hundred pieces in a in a in bags and you know all kinds of things going to a restoration company. And as I said, once we once we reshow these in the next three months, this is going to be that's where it came from, that's what it was like, and this is what it was like today. This is a full story. Paddy, none of this would 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 be happening if if it wasn't for you. So can you tell us a bit about your art journey and you know how how you got into it yep. and, and 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 what why you're passionate about art. Yeah, again, basically, Jim, it was, it was, you know, I've, I've always loved art, but again, in the art world, as far as I'm concerned, and then certain other industries, certainly in the UK, it's quite a stuffy, stuffy sort of industry. And unless you're selling cheap prints and, you know, you, you, you know you're okay, but the, the stuff that we wanted to get involved in was, was sort of, you know, Banksy, because I just, I just love Banksy, you know, he's, he's just totally anti-establishment, and it's a bit like, bit like the punk, punk ape. So it's a group where it was totally, totally anti-establishments. And when I looked at it, um, you know, I, I got involved in a board of a couple of buildings many, many years ago. Little did I know that I had a Banksy on the side. I was like, well, how the hell am I going to monetize this? I'm going to get this off the side. Robin got involved when I, when I met Robin, and he explained how we could do it. There was still a big stink over it. Why are you removing stuff from walls? But it's my wall. I do what I want with it. Someone's painting on my wall without my permission. It's, you know, it's, my, it's, the, it's them my painting. So we took it off the wall. Again, a huge, huge job to do it. And I got just got more and more involved with Robin and Robin assisted me on many of the projects. Um, and then obviously, you know, we, we, we sort of just moved along that way and got, got, got more and more involved in, in art, uh, in street art in, in general. Because again, I think street art is, is, under, is under sort of appreciated because if you see some of the, the, the talent that there is there in street art, it's getting something that we were looking at doing with Punk Ape about the education side, bringing kids in, um, you know, um, look, looking at doing something for, the, for for children, which we've now got our own foundation for, where they can do street art in certain areas that that's safe. It's not illegal. Um, so that's a massive part of the business. And I just wanted to, to, to expand that, that that sort of street art scene because it's it's under, you know, everyone who's involved in street art isn't a criminal. It's like anything else, isn't it? You all see, you know, you're painting on walls with a criminal. Well, that's not necessarily the case. So I just wanted to sort of celebrate these art. And because I owned a lot of it in the past, um, I bought a lot, sold a lot. But, 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 but recently, as I say, a couple of partners came to me and said, listen, this street art, we, we can fractionalise, we can NFT, the NFT word, you know, that NFT word that sort of seems to be disappeared with all these meme coins <laughs> are banging around. So... It's just, I'm very, very passionate about art in general, but mainly street art, because I think there's so much hidden talent that is, is, is goes under the radar with street art. Yeah, I actually watched a show about this, uh, I think it was on HBO, where I basically went through like an hour and a half of like all the street artists, the graffiti artists in England, and like how some of them went to jail and got in a lot of trouble and this and that, and it's like, man... 
um, it's great to be like an artist. And I know, I know people like tagging things and stuff like that, where, where you guys are from. But I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just not in that culture where people are doing that here. And I live in Los Angeles and I just don't know anybody that actually does street art or anything like that. So it's really, really interesting. I'm also in this little bubble of like, you know, dot uh, com and startup and tech people. So like, I don't really, I don't really go out there and like tag. <laughs> I'm out there painting the walls and stuff. No, I think it was Robin was saying something. What were you, Robin? Go yeah, on, where, whereabouts in Los Angeles are you based? Um, I don't really want to say, but there's a town oh, called. No, 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 there's a part. It's called Manhattan. It's called Manhattan Beach. <laughs> I live. Uh, I live right in the uh, right in the water. Yeah, yeah, I know it well. But I mean, you you have a culture of graffiti art in Los Angeles, which is kind of quite interesting and probably underexplored. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. I just don't go to downtown Los Angeles ever. No one should. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's definitely it's, it's, a little scary. It's a, it's a difficult city at the moment. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's it's definitely an interesting place, and I'm one of those guys that are just like, I don't think I belong down there. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I would be. I would, I'm I like six. With, I go with that. But coming yeah. back to Banksy, I mean, the yeah. beauty of the works that UA3 own and are involved in is these are genuinely legacy works. They the, there's only a very very small number that are actually painted by Banksy not by Banksy's team but by Banksy oh and I did those, not know that those are those are the pieces that will be museum pieces in the future wow I didn't know that oh yeah I mean I thought, I, so so Banksy does have people on his team doing some of the does, art yeah but early, early on in his career he was the creator and it's those early works that are important yeah they're no the legacy, I, I totally agree the legacy pieces that's amazing, though. I think that's really amazing stuff. I uh, I find it fascinating the whole story behind you know Banksy, and I love the mystery. I mean, that really Banksy is kind of the proof that being a non works. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's literally the crypto way. You know what I yeah. mean? That's why I think a lot of these these founders were anonymous for a while because they know that that mystery really does play well. No, I, so, I think his I think his art is absolutely perfect for the crypto world because it, it reflects like a mirror as to how we don't want the traditional banks we don't want the traditional art world we want something else right yeah i, I love it i think that's the interesting like meet in the middle point you said a moment ago lucas that you you know you're a tech guy and and you know you don't really you're not really immersed into that culture but you know, I, I think it was the same for Robin and the same for Paddy. But having met the met, you know, uh, the guys from from Punk Ape, you know, this 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 idea has formed and it's really, really, you know, taken, formed some roots and 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 grown some some serious legs. Because, I mean, as Paddy said, when he put that picture up in our group, and you're in the groups, so I'm sure you saw it, Lucas, with all the sort of white rocks. It, it, like he said, it looked like a, a, a scattering of rubble. But they're all individual pieces of of this of this mural that's this Panksy that's that's been up on a wall that then goes together. So I, I think everyone at that point was able to grasp the idea, especially when Vinay threw it in of you know fractionalizing like each chunk of the of the piece. Um, and I think that's uh, that's such an interesting you know it's going to help people for like tech guys really embrace 
um, Banksy and, 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 you know, sort of other artists that may potentially be fractionalized further down the line. What are your thoughts, Lucas, on fractionalization? If there was a fractionalized Banksy, would, would that be something that you'd be interested in? Yeah, there's no doubt. Fractionalized art, I think, I think is really smart. It's like one of the, it's one of the things that drew me to the space. First, it was, you know, obviously royalties and be able to collect funds directly and not having to wait for like, you know, uh, an artist to actually, you know, if once a piece of art exchanges hands, there's that like that equity that goes with it, no matter what, and you don't have to chase anybody down. It's built into the contract. At least that's what I thought, how it was working <laughs> back in 2020. That was my original pitch. Somebody told me about, and I was like, I'm, that's amazing. That sounds great. If this works, I didn't really, in my mind, I always thought it was just a, you know, enforced on contract, which, you know, I've learned from Brett up here, my co-host who works at NFT now, he, you know, he basically told me that, yeah, it can be enforced on contract, but nobody uses it. Right. So I always thought it was, you know, I didn't think it was just the place, but I also loved what I, what I also loved. And I heard about this in I think it was January or March of 2021, where someone was saying you could buy art and, you know, break it up, you know, shard it out fractionally and so like buy a shard and it's worth a certain amount of money. There was a, a couple of NFT projects and businesses that were going to take some of their like very, very rare pieces and, you know, sell it, fractionally sell it. And I think it's a really smart move so that people, just like anything else where, you know, there's Bitcoin and then people have unit bias over Bitcoin, right? They want a whole token. They want a whole piece of crypto. And in this case, you know, most people are buying Satoshis or fractional Bitcoin and they just don't get, they don't get the idea of it, that they do own money. You know what I mean? It's like, a fraction of a hundred, a thousand dollars is, you know, $250. You know, you, you own a quarter. <laughs> if you have $200, you own a quarter of a thousand dollars. Right. And it's, uh, I just think it's so, it's so easy to understand that, but most people have that weird unit bias. And I think fractional art also allows you, and I gave a chat at NFT NYC in 2022 about this, where I was democratizing the art world. And I think it allows like NFTs, especially allow people who would never have access to the the fine art world to have access to the art world, right? You know, like a lot of these people, just kind of like the venture capital world, where you know you, you have to be a, an accredited investor, you have to have a $250,000 or more. And when you fractionalize art, you now can get a group of people together and invest in some art. I want to put a little bit of money on a Banksy. I want to put a little bit of money on this and this artist and that artist. And that's what NFTs do. They allow you to like have access to some artists that there's no way you could possibly afford that artist until you actually get access to like one of their NFTs or their digital art that goes along with their one of ones. You know what I mean? So I think it's really cool. Kind of like that open edition craze we went through where everybody was doing open editions. I bought art during open edition season and I got art from people I really enjoyed that I could not afford on a regular, you know, on a regular day. I was just like, I couldn't really tie my mind around, oh, I'm going to spend 10 ETH on, a, on this piece of art and it might, it might appreciate in the future and it might not. So for me, like buying a, you know, one of the collection, it kind of feels like I am part of those artists now. You know what I mean? I feel like I own a fraction of their art, right? So that's really, in basics, that is fractionalized art. You know, I, I would definitely buy into a, like an authenticated like Banksy. I would definitely buy into that because it's like one of my favorite artists and I can, and it, it again gives you this, like, especially in this space, this bragging, right? Oh, I own, I own 
part of, you know, I own a Banksy. Not the whole thing, <laughs> but I own a Banksy. And there, so there's a lot of people that own like, that are all doing these like infomercial type like promo stuff that's going on right now. They would love to buy fractional pieces of a Banksy so they can like brag about owning them. <laughs> like, look, here's the Banksy I own on my wall and here's the Lamborghini I'm getting into. And like, it just, it will literally amplify their message. Like, I'm so cool. I own, I own a Banksy. And then you dig in and you're like, you own a fraction of a Banksy, which is a little bit different, but anyway, that's yeah. my take on it. Yeah, I get that. But I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I have a 24-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. and I ask her about art. And do her friends collect art? And no, none of them. None of them hang anything on their walls anymore. What they yeah. do is they look at stuff on their phones. Mm -hmm. And the partial ownership of a Banksy is way more important on a phone than it is some kind of copyrighted print on a wall. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people in the space. I like I like the share I like the shared community of people owning the idea of art rather than specific piece. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um I think there are some people though that are that are a little bit I don't know why, but some some people out there that think that we're not to a place where we can have like these casters on our wall yet that that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you could put them on the wall and, you know, there's I, a friend of mine actually has a caster that, you know, when it's not displaying art, it's actually mining for crypto. So it kind of does a couple of things. And I just I think like there's, a, yeah, me too. I think it's, I think it's smart, but there are a lot of people surprisingly that still think we're not there yet with, uh, you know, the, yeah. the technology. That's so. slow thinking. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there is a, I think there's some truth to it. And I think there's also, yeah, some question marks for sure. So yeah, I would definitely. I like the idea of Banksy. So I want. Uh, where where do where do we sign up? <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you heard of a thing called a check? You just write a check. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, not, do you want to it's jump no up? Thing. It's a piece of paper. You write on it, and you go, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'd love Kieran to jump up quickly. Kieran, you've been quiet, but you had the pleasure of spending hours with 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 Robin and and you know interviewing him. So. I'm sure there was a couple of things that you may have not asked him that 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 that, that you wanted to ask him. So, is there anything you forgot, or is there anything that uh, any nuggets from um, the time that you spent with him that you can uh, that you can let us? We're not asking who Banksy is at the moment, but nope. you know any nuggets nope. you can share with us. <laughs> yeah, look, look what I, what I'll say, guys. So, me and Robin spent over the course of a month. Um, we had many hours at the Lantern Inn. Um, this really cool talking about punk. Uh, the owner, Robin, is very punk vibe, so it's like a sleepy little um, village town. But again, the owner, super punk. Uh, it's amazing in there, it really is. So the Latin Inn, if you're ever in Dover, get into there if you get a chance. And I think for me personally, I had just finished Robin's book. So Robin's got a book um, called Robin Banksy, narrated by Nick Moran of, of Lockstock fame. So if anyone uh, remembers Lockstock, the main main lead and it's an incredible book it really really is i would say get the audio of it but robin the way he's wrote the book I, I said to you robin like nick really had his work cut out keeping up with the way you wrote it because every line is poetic and it's just incredible and when we sat down and we had these conversations i was super keen to just talk about like that more than anything else but as uh, p was saying earlier you know robin is very very modest 
Um, but that whole journey, Robin, of how you got into art and, you know, sort of like the, the cat and mouse with Banksy and, yeah, just just everything, I think, was, was so fascinating. And we didn't actually dig into it too much on the podcast episode. So I think as well, just going back to, like, certain pieces that were not only going to be taken down or painted over, but were just obstructive from view. So, like, things were actually built in front of them where you couldn't even see them anymore. So stuff like that where you'd say, okay, it was it was a once upon a time, but if that's never going to be seen again, where's the value in that? Where's the value in that to anyone? You know, that's where uh, the, the work that the likes of Patrick has done and Robin has done over the years is uh, is commendable. It's incredible. And, you know, I had the pleasure of seeing these pieces um, in one of the studios in London. So that the huge piece, it was all filmed um, in the same place where they filmed Top Gear. So like an airport hangar size, a drone footage overhead. And you're like, this is incredible. And it, it was Robin's point. These are, these are museum pieces. Like they really do belong in a museum. They are that iconic and... You know, whether it's, you know, Renaissance art or art of a different era, it doesn't really matter. There's, there's a political message involved. It's fun, it's tongue-in-cheek, and it's uh, it's incredible. And it's very rare you find someone who doesn't appreciate Banksy art in some way. So, yeah, I, I think for me, Robin, that was the, the thing on my lips was always just like, let's get back to the book because I just finished it. Um, and it's such a fascinating listen. So, uh, yeah, just maybe you know, sort of enlighten the guys on that and that, that process because even writing it, made it's, it's an incredible work. So maybe just go into that a little bit, like how you developed it and, you know, put those stories together. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's a big ask at this time of night. Um, no, I, all I would say is that I repeat myself a little bit. The works that UA3 have achieved and supported are legacy works. And my journey for the last 15 years playing the cat and mouse game with Banksy has been, yeah, a roller coaster. And if you want to read the book, read the book. Robin Banksy. Read the book, by the way. <laughs> definitely, definitely get the book, guys. It's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It really is. Tell us more. Deafening silence. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's, wait. That's what we do. We, 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 Lucas and I just stay quiet because that encourages you to say more. <laughs> I want to hear more. Yeah, why Banksy's nemesis? I hear that that word keeps getting used. A cat and mouse game well, with Banksy. Give us a little bit of that, please. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the buzz feed on that one. I mean... Everyone believes that Banksy is this kind of Robin Hood character who puts stuff out on the street to make people feel good, daddy, daddy, da. Uh, but he's a multimillionaire, uh, and I'm the sheriff of Nottingham, and I collect the taxes. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. Wattery Fremenies, whatever they call it. Wow. Yeah, so, a lot of it as well, Robin, is like in terms of I think one helps the other. Like a lot of this stuff, obviously, you go into in the book is like it, it's given Banksy the notoriety that's allowed him to charge such hefty prices for, for his works. I think like without without that, without the press involvement and without the stuff that you guys have been doing over the years, like shining a light on it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he will be as as prevalent as he is. I think there's there's a lot to that, isn't it? Obviously, the mystery, as you said, Lucas, earlier, 
the mystery of who he is. No one really wants to know who he is because, you know, once uh, once the cat's out the bag, it, it it's not yeah, as. No, I, I think Lucas has got it absolutely nailed. No one wants to know because they all have their own banksy. Yeah, and, I wouldn't. And I, I, wouldn't. I, I think that's critical and unique to Banksy because there is not a single other artist historically that you can point to and say they have that. Yeah, I agree with that. It's really tough to to say that it would be a smart I, move. No, I don't think I. Uh, sorry, uh, I don't think there no will be either. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a good idea at this point. Um, which sucks. I mean, at the same time, but he's in theory, the way you're talking about him, it's really, I think it's fascinating that you actually brought this up where he's kind of like a Steven Spielberg in a way where he did, and he did a bunch of his movies. And now he's like peeling off people that, you know, that were trained by Steven Spielberg. So they call it a Steven Spielberg production rather than, you know, directed by Steven Spielberg. And that's like literally how the movie business goes. So that's how the art, I didn't know that's how the art world went too, where you get to a certain point and like now some of your people you've trained up or showed how to do things like they're now creating for him. So it's basically a Banksy production, which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people know that, my man, Robin. I, I, I really think a lot of people don't know that. They think, I think they think that every piece that comes out is uh, literally done by Banksy. So... <laughs> I know it's great though. This is great. This is like white some... cis male. <laughs> I love, I love this. You actually dropped some knowledge here that I had no idea about. I don't. I'm not too sure how many people actually knew that it's okay. You know, like a production. Which is really... Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. This is definitely a, an episode to remember for me. But it's the important uh, summarizing it. The important thing is the works that UA3 have access to and own are genuine museum pieces that's amazing like and what kind of what kind of pieces are we talking about what do they look like what, what do they look like they look like banksy <laughs> <laughs> nice. here, here, here's an interesting here's an interesting point for you lucas um so pest control is the they, they authenticate banksy's right but the mm -hmm. one thing that they won't authenticate is is a is a mural on the wall, because that's admitting to a criminal offence. Right. So it's so Robin, like I say, the foremost authority, like global authority in the verification authentication of 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 these pieces is is Robin. Let me ask you a question. Uh, let me ask Robin a question here. Have you yeah, been right. Have you been approached by authorities to like, hey, tell us who he is, or else? <laughs> now, I, now, I will tell you a better story than that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, you, I, I can't remember where you're based. You're American, yeah? Yeah, Los Angeles. Okay, so you know what the IRS are like. Of course. Yeah, so we have a thing here called the HMRC, mm -hmm. the Majesty's Rule Taxes, and there's a problem. <laughs> he hasn't paid his taxes Whoops. <laughs> so they what are, are they looking for him or like how does that work? Yep. I don't know anything about England. <laughs> how do you find an anonymous artist and get him to pay his taxes? <laughs> that's interesting. I never really thought of that. She just brought it up. Yeah. That's really, it's really interesting. It's a beautiful um conundrum. Yeah, I don't I just I think it's weird that uh they're using that as an excuse of like how to find him. So 
they'll never find him. Yeah, I don't think they will either. I have a. <laughs> you're like they'll never <laughs> find him. <laughs> I, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm in my forties. So. Okay, so you're yeah. in your forties. Yep. In your forty-year life, you must piss some people off. Of course. I mean, if you yeah. don't have enemies, you're doing so, something wrong. You know what I mean? At some imagine, point, can't be liked by everybody. Imagine being nearly 50 and yep. no one snitching on you as to who you are. That's That means, uh, I always say, like, if you want to keep a secret, basically tell nobody. So <laughs> literally tell nobody because, you know, everybody wants to be the person that breaks the secret. Everybody wants to have that, Precisely. like, alpha intelligence. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got I got a top secret thing. It's, you know who I know who it is? This person. Guess what? I know who this is. Let me tell everybody. Precisely. Yeah. So that's why it's a smart move on his part to, like, not tell anybody. So. And that's why I'm not Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think. Honestly, it didn't even cross my mind. You probably are, and I'm not saying a word. I get it. It's cool. So Banksy, I mean, Robin, um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, it's, it's a tale of the two Robins. I love it. You're, you're uh, I'm like Robin Hood over here. I like it. Take care, Very cool, God. my man. So, so my question is, does, uh, so I'm assuming Banksy never really worries about that stuff. <laughs> I never worry about any stuff. <laughs> so you are Banksy. I knew it. <laughs> 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 no, for for real. Like, does do you think do you think Banksy actually worries about stuff like that, or do you think he's just like, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna I, get caught. I th I think he probably has bigger things to worry. About. The HMRC probably is the biggest thing. Yeah, man, I did not even think of that. Like when you were saying that before, like I I, I couldn't imagine wanting to be like Access hunted down because of, paid, as they say. Yeah, it must be stressful, but um. Does that mean, uh, I'm assuming that means he's, obviously he's definitely an Englishman, so that's interesting. And uh, what if he like were, was to like move away and just become like an S expat because he has so much money, he doesn't have to worry about like the taxes and stuff like that. What, you think he hasn't? <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> Smart <laughs> move. <laughs> I just don't to, yeah, I, I don't understand how that works. Like, let's say. Um, let's say that, and die. I love that. Dubai is Dubai is a smart move, especially if you have a you know quite a bit of money and you like to travel. You can just like go everywhere, and especially if people, nobody knows who you are. So that's really interesting. I never really thought of that until just now too. This is a great in, conversation. In Great Britain, we have a thing called Deep Hole, and you can yeah. change your name. It's called Deep. You said Deep Hole. Deep Hole. Oh, you can deep? change your name by Deep Hole. Okay, I did not know that. I don't even know what if that you is. You do that. No one will ever know who you are. How do you go about changing your name like that? It's interesting. In in the in America, you gotta go through like the courts and stuff. Yeah, you can't do it in America. You can do it yeah. here in the UK. I'm a fan of the UK because of that. That sounds that sounds really interesting. I did not know that. I always thought it was the same around the world. Imagine a guy called Robin Whatever has just changed his name to Robin Whatever. I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm changing my name to uh, I'm changing my name right now to Robin Barton. <laughs> I'll reach I'm, out to Banksy and be like, "Hey, I'm it's me, I'm man! I'm it's I'm me! <laughs> it's me, Robin Martin. <laughs> Just because I don't have an English accent, I mean, it's me, man." There are four of them out there already. Don't worry. <laughs> so, what question to you is is Does Banksy ever has he ever considered? 
making more art himself and also not just making the art, but like making the art in order to sell it? Or is he more of just like social commentary type of art? Hmm. Sorry, I don't, I hope that's not probing too much. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to give away his, I don't want to give away his secret identity. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Does Banksy like to drink or does he like to, is there something that he likes his, to do? His art is his identity as much as it is anonymity, it's identity. So it's very difficult to separate the artist from the art. Right. I, I, I genuinely believe in the UK, I don't know whether in America there's a thing called the art book, which is like a little tiny five by four inches book showing all the greatest artists in the world. And under B, there will be Banksy, there will be Basquiat, and absolutely yeah, not a lot of others yeah he, i totally he I totally is agree. absolutely the most important artist of our generation no question about it i would 100 percent agree with that i mean at the same time I'm not him. <laughs> which gener yeah so which gen so i'm trying to think of generations here picasso obviously was was a pretty big there's a picasso obviously, and not a not a b of course but <laughs> there's a warhol yeah yeah, there's a Banksy. Of something. None of those artists there that you mentioned utilized like marketing to well not to my knowledge anyway, marketing techniques and social media and you know, some no. social commentary. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a, it's another layer, if you like. You know, that's that's what intrigues me so much about about Banksy and, and, and what he does. And then as you say that that whole sort of, you know, uh, who is he kind of, you know, layer as well. It's just, he's, he's a master at it, you know. Is, is that him, Robin? Was that his cu curation or did it just kind of evolve into that? Or was that his idea from the beginning that I'm going to be anonymous, I'm going to really play no. on the anonymity? No, it was absolutely based on Damien Hurst's company, Science, who guided him through the whole process of how to go to auction, how to take works to auction. And he has he has created a niche quite exceptional. I, d I don't think there's another artist who has his kudos for being unknown. Interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm conscious, Lucas, that you've you've got a hard stop in about 10 minutes, mate. So before before we start wrapping things up, I'd really like Kieran or, or Kane to or Jam to, to speak about like the punk influence and kind of Heck where yeah. that comes from and how that ties into to everything the guys are doing. I don't know who wants to jump up, whether it's Jam or, or, or Kieran. Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll go, guys. So, yeah, I think we touched on it earlier in terms of, you know, it's Banksy, punk rock. Like, it's all very anti-establishment. And I feel like, you know, we spoke about it earlier. Lucas, you touched on this as well. And that's like Web3 and, and NFTs and, and, and crypto as well. It is very, very anti-establishment. And I feel like that's sort of the origins of the project. Um, obviously, the art is a, is a massive tie-in. But we just wanted to get, like, sort of playful with it and, and give people the opportunity like both you guys have said this as well in terms of democratization um that's what the fractionalization element is so essentially with punk ape and what we're doing with our launch is giving people uh, the punk ape pass which is your gateway 
to essentially have access to the UA3 vault. So within that vault, you've got, just being mentioned there, there's Damien Hurst, there's Blech Larat, who, uh, keep me honest with this one, Robin, was a, a massive inspiration to Banksy as well. Uh, the French yeah. artist, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, from there, guys, obviously we've got many different aspects of the project. So uh, we dropped our fashion line at NFT Paris. Uh, myself and Kane, you went over there, uh, which was fantastic. And look, we just want to... We want to grow within the industry, but at the same time, acquire talent along the way. So when we said about bringing something out that was fashion-minded, as opposed to just doing like a traditional merch drop that every, pretty much every NFT project does, we were like, you know what, let's acquire or let's hire a fashion designer who is also a massive, you know, rock fan. Uh, and that's what Kane is, you know, this this lad, is he's obsessed with it. That's his whole sort of identity is, is fashion and rock music. And we're like, well, it doesn't get more authentic than that. Um, so there's many different aspects to it. As I say, there's the, the IRL arts. Um, we're also doing um, wearables as well. So there's plenty of different things going on. The other thing as well we've done is the IRL events. So Jam, you can speak to this a little bit more and, and Patrick, but we hosted the first ever uh, board APR party outside of the US. Um, and the idea behind that was just to say, okay, look, most of these projects, they're, they're using mint money and then going and having these incredible experiences with that money. We were like, let's flip it on its head and let's do it before. Let's come out and show people what we're actually about before we launch. Um, so guys, feel free to jump, jump in and talk about that one because unfortunately I couldn't be there. But um, Jam, I think you're probably best suited to jump on there. Yeah, before hi guys. Um, I just want to say... I'm, I'm off. But I just want to say the UA3 collection is singular and spectacular. Go for it, John. Like Robin, I was going to say, like, what's, what's going I, on? I think I've lost you guys. <laughs> you've, all, you've all gone away. Continue. <laughs> No, we love hearing from you, Robin, and it's been just from from my side over here. It's been a fascinating conversation, listening to the things uh, that we, we we know a lot of these things already from working with you. But the, even tonight, a lot of things that you've dropped today has, has been fascinating to listen to. But uh, but yet, just to build on what um, our punks just said, it was all about getting credibility. It was all about showing our realness and our authenticity coming into this space. And I think the the whole nft market and it, the sentiment has, has, has took a bit of a knock there's been a lot of people that have come to this space and uh under delivered and we wanted to just make sure that people understood who we are what we're trying to bring to this space in terms of its uniqueness but also like we say we, we we'd always want to show people first that we me and business, we want to make an impact in this space and we're here to stay. We want to build something that's sustainable and uh, and create a great community around it. So the idea was to, you know, to try to bring good, high quality people together and um, and let them know what we're doing, but also share in, in how we can help other businesses that are also trying to make an impact in this space. So the, the the yacht party was one. We've got a fantastic deal that's already set up with a, a fantastic I, I, I venue totally over it. here in Dubai. I totally get it. Um, and there are a lot of empty echoes out there, but what we are doing is real. 
yeah, totally. I think the, the proof's in the pudding, and that's that, that's why we decided to do it the complete other way around. Rather than giving people a roadmap and telling people what we're going to do, we thought let's do it first, and um, and then you know we'll we'll flip reverse it and hope we can hopefully we can get that kind of respect and and credibility from from delivering uh, on the on the front end. But yeah, we've got we've got plenty more in store. And um, and it's it's an exciting time, so we're just uh, we're just excited to be here. So what I love about the guys, Lucas, is they've they've, they've really been putting in. You know, they've they've already done a yacht party. Um, I'm sure you've already seen the videos, but it was some some yacht, very impressive, they had an amazing party there. John Charles, you haven't met, but we'll get him up in 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 another one of the spaces at some point in the future. Um, he was there live painting. Um, I, I don't know whose board ape it was, but it was it was uh, it was certainly one of the OGs. One of the guys might be able to shed some light on that. But look, in short, Lucas, and that's what today was about. I I wanted to really introduce you to the guys, let you sort of get under the skin of of, of Punk Ape UA three you know, Paddy, Robin, and all the guys involved so that you can understand that they're, they're building something, you know, pretty unique, pretty exciting. Um, it's a really, really strong group of people that have all got a massive passion and, and love for art and, and punk, and that's really displayed in everything that they do. So um, I'm glad that we've we've done this show. I, I, as I say, I really wanted you to uh, to meet the guys. So having met them, Lucas, what are your thoughts on, on UA3, on Punk Ape, and, and, and on, on what you've heard tonight? I like what I hear tonight. Uh, I mean, I'd like to do a little more research on my side before I, you know, I can't really vouch for anything because everybody, you know what I mean? Like everybody should always do their own research. I think it's interesting though. I really like what you guys are saying. I love chatting with Robin. I love chatting with Patty and you, Jim. Like this has been a great conversation and I think we should run this back again. Um, you know, I actually am, don't do, I don't do spaces every day like I used to. I'm going to start doing spaces again next week. So there's going to be some open slots, a daily show that I keep going here. So I'm going to probably do it like three, four times a week. So let's have you guys back on, maybe not next week, but you know, maybe the following weeks. I want to chat with you guys a little bit more. You know, usually our the space could go like as long as two hours, three hours. I, you know, I used to do like 12, 18 hour days on spaces just uh, during the pandemic in like 20, like half of 2022, like every day. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys again. You guys are awesome people. And Robin, you need to come back on. And I followed everybody up here, by the way. Everybody that's on the speaker panel that I wasn't following, I'm not following. You guys are great people. It's definitely interesting. And I definitely want to like keep the conversation going with you guys because it's Jim, you're always you you're all you guys on the stage right now, except for me and Brad, of course. <laughs> um, where you guys class the place up with your English accents. So uh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it definitely you definitely improve um you improve my, you know, conversation. So I appreciate yep. that. You have a good crew following you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, uh, putting a lot of work to get it. So, yeah, good I'm, people. I'm very happy to connect anytime you want. Yeah, my pleasure, my man. Robin, it's it's absolutely my pleasure. I would love to do another space where I can, like, plan this ahead of time and get, like, a bunch yeah. of people involved. Maybe uh, maybe we can get a good showing. You know, I'm thinking, like, a thousand people. We even get Banksy on it. Ooh, that would be it. That would That's like the... <laughs> That's the kingmaker space right there, my man. If you can get, if we can get Banksy out here. By the way, we no one knows who he is, so you never know if that's him or not. <laughs> it's like it's Banksy, psych. Yeah, and by the way, let's, I, I don't. Let's go for it. 